Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. We need to hear from you. And I pray that this month we would not be punked by the enemy, but instead we would reverse that thing and that we would punk the enemy. Let him who stole steal no longer. And for that we say thank you in Jesus' name. On your way to your seat, fist bump somebody and say, you got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. Grab a seat. Let's get into this word. Online, make sure that you share. Online, make sure that you share. So watch me. Um, The last two series of this year are to end 2023 strong and to enter 2024 with and expecting more. Listen carefully. You're going to enter 2024 with more and expecting more. Because I don't know about you, but I serve a God that does exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think that means he'll do more than what I pray for and he'll do more watch me than what I can even dream or imagine what if it ain't what you expected it would be because it's going to be greater than what you expected what if it's not the way you planned on it to be some of y'all are angry and frustrated now because you're like this is not what I planned but it should be what you planned because if he's going to exceed your plan it should be more everybody shout more 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 So this series this month is called Don't Get Punked. And what is it to be punked? It is to be intentionally fooled in some way. It literally means to trick or to deceive. And we see this principle in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. It says, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant or ignorant if you're from the hood of his devices. In other words, watch me. He will take advantage of you and he will punk you. He will trick you. He will fool you and he will deceive you if you do not know his devices. So all this month, I'm going to expose his devices so you can defeat his devices. I need you to make this declaration. Say, I won't be punked again. I won't be punked again. No. Uh-uh. Say it with some authority, would you, Sunday morning? Say it with some authority, would you, online? Say, I will not be punked again. I will not... Whatever you got me with during the first 10 months, I bet you won't get me in the last two. Whatever you got me with on Saturday, I bet you won't get me in the day. Whatever frustrated me last night, I bet you that was the last night. Come on, open your mouth, shout, I will not be punked again. So one of these devices is literally, you ready, getting punked by a punk. <laughs> getting punked by a punk. And so I want to focus on this um, because on Wednesday as we open this series, I began to teach you a little about the enemy. Why? Because if he's studying you, you need to study him to know how he works so that he that stole will steal no longer. Say it with me. He that stole will steal no longer. And let's be honest. The way that the enemy steals, he can't take anything from you, so he, you have to give it to him. Eve, watch me, couldn't, uh, he couldn't take Eden, she had to give it to him. He couldn't take the earth from Adam, he had to give it to him. So he can't just take anything from you, you have to give it to him. But guess what? If I gave him something before, I can take back what I gave him. And for some of you, November's going to be your take back month. Let's go. You about to take your joy back, take your peace back, take your mind back, take your passion back. You ready? You're about to take your hope back because you've lost hope that things can ever change or that things can ever get better. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, you're about to take it back. You're about to take it back. You're about to take it back. 
So I taught you a few things. Number one, the devil's a sower. He believes in sowing and reaping more than most Christians do. Genesis 8:22. while the earth remains, the earth is still here, right? It is. It says, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So what does this mean? As long as the earth is here, the earth is governed by these laws. The laws are sowing and reaping. The laws are cold and heat. The laws are winter and summer. The laws are day and night. So what does the devil do? He sows. He releases a seed. Then he sits and he, that's time. And then he sees that's a harvest. I showed you on Wednesday night how literally, and we looked at the life of Judas, of how the, uh, Satan sowed into Judas. The Bible says that Satan filled Judas. He literally, that word esokomai in the Greek language of our New Testament, it means that a thought entered Judas's mind because of a conversation that Judas had. And for some of you, your challenge is, watch me, who you've been talking to. Because you think it's innocent conversation, but it's really Satan sowing seeds into you. And watch me, whenever he sows something into you, he's patient. He will wait for that seed to develop into something. He's more patient than us. He sows, then he sits. You ready? Then he sees. He is waiting on something to manifest. He's waiting on something negative to happen. He's waiting on you to act crazy, act ridiculous, do something crazy so that he can get a harvest on what he sowed. See, he sowed this evil thought in Judas that produced Jesus on Calvary. But what he did not expect is that Calvary was not the end of Jesus. Let's start. What he did not expect is that Calvary was only going to set Jesus up for something greater and better. And here's what I need you to know. While the enemy sows, sits, and sees, watch me, God also makes sure that we have the ability to reverse whatever the enemy has sown, he's been sitting on, and he expects to see. Because he thought that when he did that to Jesus, that was going to be the end of Jesus. What he did not anticipate is that three days later... And I need somebody in this building and online and just tell them, say, I don't care what it looks like right now. Just tell, tell them, say, there's a bounce back with your name all over it. I, I don't care what your finances look like. There's a bounce back with your name all over it. I don't care what your family looks like. There's a bounce back with your name all over it. I don't care what your business looks like. There's a bounce back with your name all Woo! Come on, somebody said there's a bounce back waiting on me. So, so watch me. He is a sower. And I talked to that on Wednesday. The second thing I talked to on Wednesday was the devil's an accuser. What's an accusation? It's a charge or a claim that someone has done something wrong. So what does the devil do? Is that he will get you playing the blame game. And when you blame, you're lame. And to be lame, when we think of lame, we think of somebody that's, you know, not cool. They're average. They're regular. But it's deeper than that. Say it's deeper than that. Because to be lame means that you cannot move forward. So when you play the blame game, you literally cannot move forward because you are stuck in your present and you are stuck in your past. Normally when we're blaming people, it's for something that's already happened. It's because of the past. So you're blaming somebody, who's right, who's wrong. And the truth is, the accusation really doesn't matter because the only thing you need to do is focus on advancing. For some of you, can I be honest with you? It really don't matter who was wrong or who was right. The only thing that matters is that you're about to advance. For some of you, you can never advance because you're so busy trying to be right. And sometimes, this, you got to get to this stage of your life, that if somebody tells you 2 plus 2 is 11, you just got to look at them and say, okay, if that's what you feel, good luck with that. Why? I'm not going back and forth with you playing the blame game because I got places to go, I got people to see, I got things to do, I got more with my name all over it. So what does he do? He accuses you to God. He says, God, you so-and-so said this, and according to your word, Numbers 14, 28, you have to give them exactly what they said. Then he accuses uh, God to you. He'll say, if God loved you, why are you going through this? Then he'll accuse you uh, to other people and other people to you. He'll say, well, y y now you're playing the blame game. Then he'll accuse you to yourself. And I talked to you this on Wednesday. He will get you to begin going back and forth with you. For many of you, you want to know why you're so tired and why you're so out of energy? Because you spent all of your days accusing yourself. Oh, you screwed up. You messed up. You jacked up. You always do stuff wrong. You wasted your teens. You wasted your 20s. You wasted your 30s. Am I talking about it? You wasted your, You wasted this. You wasted that. Guess what? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You may have done everything that the devil said you did, but you are not who the devil says you are. Why? You can't accuse me to myself. Why? Because the Lord has already paid the price for me. 
I taught you this on Wednesday. I taught you this on Wednesday that heaven is a courtroom. God is a judge, and he's also our defense attorney. He's our advocate, the scripture says. He's our counselor, which is another term for attorney. Pay attention. Uh, but Satan is the celestial prosecutor. His job is to accuse us. Uh, literally, Satan is a title. It's not a name. Devil is a title. It's not a name. It literally, hasetan is the Hebrew word, which means the adversary. His job is to accuse us. That's what the scripture says. Revelation 12, 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been what? Cast down. In other words, God says, I've made every accusation null and void. Mm. I've made every accusation null and void. Y'all not saying that to me. If you've ever messed up in your life, I don't know why you're not shouting right here. Because the enemy will try to use it against you. But God says, I made it null and void. Why? I plead, I plead the blood. Which means when they go back to the scene of the crime, they can't find nothing because the only thing they can find is his blood. And his blood washes away your failure and washes away your mistake and washes away who you used to be and washes away how you used to act. Please open up your mouth and say the accusation won't work. Oh, come on, Sunday. Say it with authority. Say the accusation will not work. He's an accuser. And just look at the person on your left and your right. Just tell him, say, he's accusing you. He's accusing you. And notice what the Bible says. He does this all day. He does this all day. He does this all day. Now, God has already nullified his accusations, but you can still fall victim to his accusations because he's, watch me, tricks are for kids. Come on, you remember this from Wednesday, right? So it's a trick. It's a device. He's using it. Watch me. And if you eat it, watch me. Now, just because he serves it to you doesn't mean you have to eat it because these are for kids. And no wonder so many Christians act so childish is because you've been eating the tricks. Let's start. You've been eating his accusation. So you got a funky attitude. Watch me because you've been believing his accusations. I'm not going to talk to me. Watch me. You mad at people because you've been believing his accusations. Some of you are mad at God because you've been believing his accusations. If God loved you, why are you going through that? No, here's a better question. Why did God love you so much to trust you with that? He trusted Job with trouble. He trusted Joseph with trouble. He trusted Moses with trouble. He trusted himself in the flesh called Jesus with trouble. He trusted Peter with trouble. Maybe God is not the issue that God doesn't love you. Maybe the issue is that he loves you so much he trusted you with what other people couldn't be trusted with. Please open your mouth say, I'm not eating the tricks. I'm not eating the tricks. Gone trick. I ain't eating these tricks. Let he who stole Still no longer. Mm. Satan sits in the presence of greatness. So he knows when he sees it. And that's why you've been a target. I'm going to say it so that you heard me. And I'm going to say it so that you respond to me. Satan sits in the presence of greatness. So he knows it when he sees it. You, you, ever, you, ever, um, you ever, in music, in music, I, I like watching biographies. And I was watching a biography about a particular person who did really well in music. And they were asking the person that discovered them. They said, what was it about this person? And they said, when I looked at him, they just had it. You missed it. You missed it. He said, I just, there was something about them. And I can't really describe it. They just had it. But this person had made a lot of other greats. So when they saw somebody that had the same great on them, that was on the other greats. All they had to do was hear them once. And that one opportunity, I'm going to prophesy to somebody, that one opportunity turned that person into who you knew was Whitney Houston. Let's talk. The man that heard her said, I only needed to hear her once. And when I heard her this one time, I knew she was going to be great. I came to prophesy to somebody, you only need one you only need one opportunity to do what it is when you do what you do because greatness is all on you and somebody that recognizes great is about to sin for you i ain't said it in a while so let me prophesy your name's about to be brought up favors about to find you debts are about to be canceled 
Can I get you to release your name in the atmosphere? Bishop Kevin Foreman, Harvest Church. Release your business if you got one and just say, Favor's about to find my name. Oh. Say, Favor's about to find my name. So let's go. Satan sits in the presence of greatness so he knows when he sees it. And that's why you've been a target. But so what do you mean Satan sits in the presence of greatness? Number three, the devil is an omni-anything. Let me show you. Job 1.6, the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Satan also came among them. Sons of God here is a Hebrew idiom or phraseology that simply refers to the archangels. Let me explain to you why Satan hates you. See, he's not an enemy to God. He's an enemy to you. He, he, he has no problem with God. He knows he's not God. He has no problem with God. He has an enemy with you. He doesn't like you. Um, the sons of God. Notice the title. So Job, although it's not the first book in the Bible, it actually predates many of the books that come before it in the Old Testament. And all of the Old Testament is not laid out in a chronological disposition. So Job actually pre-existed some of the books that we read before. So notice what they were called until Adam was made, the sons of God. Let's talk. When Adam was made, Adam became the son of God. Uh, when he placed himself in a body in the New Testament, Jesus becomes the son of God. But watch me. He said, I already tried Adam. That didn't work. So now I'm going to just do it myself because I got to make sure that they don't lose the victory again. So pay attention. The, they were called, the archangels were referred to as the sons of God. When God creates Adam and Adam is made, Adam now is in the image and the likeness of God. So Satan's issue is, why do you love them so much? We existed before them. We used to be called the sons of God. Now you made Adam and you made us servants and him a son. Never ever sleep on the fact that you are son or daughter of the most high God. And Satan, watch me, here's why he hates you, because he ain't you. Y'all ain't going to talk. Here's why he doesn't like you, because he wishes he could be you. He wishes that he could do what you do. He wishes he could worship like you do. He wished, This is why I wouldn't let nobody, I'm about to give you an opportunity to praise him. I wouldn't let anybody outpraise me, because the devil wishes that he could give God the glory that I could give him. On three, in this building and online, get up on your feet and give your God what Satan can't give him. One, two, three, go, go, go. Yay! Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Twitch. Come on, Twitter. Hey, come on, look at somebody and say, we can do this. He can't. He hates you because he ain't you. He hates you because he ain't you. But guess what? I hate that mark too. I wish some of y'all would get a little spiritual thuggery in the room for just a moment and just say, I can't stand the devil either. Come on, type it in the comments, say it in the room. Say, I hate the devil too. Let's go. You hate me, I hate you. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, so his issue is they used to be called the sons of God. Now, now they are servants. And we are the sons and daughters of the most high God. The sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them. Satan, Hasetan, the adversary, the prosecutor. They're having a meeting, and the prosecutor shows up to the meeting. God asked him in verse 7, where you been? He says, I've been going to and fro on the earth. Why is this important? The devil isn't omni-anything. Now, what did I tell you before that? He sits in the presence of greatness. He's in the meeting with God Almighty. So he looks at greatness. He sees greatness. He, watch me. He's in the presence of greatness. So when he saw you, he was like, I found a match. I'll preach my own self happy. This is why your life has always been so hard. It's because you're not a regular smuggler. This is why you've always had to deal with challenges that were more difficult than other people. Because when Satan saw you, he put a target on your back and said, I know greatness when I see it. And this one, this one, they got it. I need you to encourage somebody in the building and don't lie. Just touch two people and say, you got it. You got it. You got it. I know you don't feel like it, but you do. I know you don't think you do, but you do. I know you don't think it, but you do. You got it. 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 YouTube, you got it. 
Facebook, you got it. Mimi, you got it. Look at somebody, say, you got it. Crystal, you got it. YouTube, you got it. Facebook, you got it. Let's go. He sits, so I just showed you that, right? He sits in the presence of greatness because he's in the meeting. But I, then I taught you he's not omni anything because he goes to and fro on the earth. So Satan's not everywhere at the same time. Omni means all. So God is omniscient, all-knowing, omni-science. He's omnipotent, omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent everywhere at the same time. Satan isn't because he had to go to and fro on the earth. Listen carefully. The devil has to get permission before he can do anything. Which means, let's look at, let me show you the verse. Look at the verse. Verse 12. It says, and the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Stop. Which means you didn't have power until you got permission. So, watch me. He says, all that he has is in your power. Only don't lay a hand on this person. In other words, you can't mess with his body, yaddy, yaddy. So here's your shout. Say, where's my shout, Bishop? If Satan had to get permission, whatever God allows, it is for your good and his glory. Uh-uh. Some of y'all, you, you don't even get what I just said, so let me back that thing up. If Satan has to get permission, you ain't going to punk me and give me no tricks making me think you got power like that. You ain't got power. You have to get permission. So if God allowed it, it is for my good and for his glory. I'm almost done, but just lift your hands and worship God for five seconds because whatever God allows, it's working for your good. Whatever God allows, it's all for your glory. It may not feel good, but it's working for your good. It may not look good, but it's working for your good. It may make you want to holler, but it's working for your, for your good. So, so watch me, number five, number five. Remember I told you all this month, we're going to make sure you don't get punked. Say, I won't be punked. Uh, you will not be punked. Let him who stole steal no longer. Here it is. So he's the detective. See, every prosecutor has to have good detectives. Every prosecutor has to have good detectives that are gathering evidence to support their case. Oh, I feel like teaching. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober-minded. In other words, don't lose your mind. And you know when it's easy to lose your mind? One of two times, when things are going great and when things are going bad. <laughs> you missed it. It's easy to lose your mind when things are going great because you like you think you're going to be up there all the time. Then it's easy to lose your mind when things are not going great because you think you're going to be down there all the time. I got good news for both of y'all. If you feel like you're up, listen, don't lose your mind because there's a valley after that mountain. But if you feel like you're down, don't lose your mind because it's a mountain after that valley. Which means whatever you in, somebody shout, it's only temporary. Come on here. I ain't going to be stressed out. It's only temporary. I'm not going to lose my mind. It's only temporary. I might be nervous today, but this nervousness is only temporary. You might have anxiety today, but this anxiety is only temporary. Sober-minded. Don't lose your mind. Be watchful. He said... He said, he watching you, you need to watch him. It always feels like somebody's watching me, and I got no privacy. You ready? Let's go. He said, be watchful. In other words, he says, be on the lookout for this mark. Mark is an urban colloquialism that means person in whom you do not enjoy. Right? He says, be on the lookout for this punk. Look at what the Bible says. Your adversary. Say, my adversary. my adversary. Notice he's not God's adversary. God has no enemies because God has no equals. Well, Bishop, what about the scripture that says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered? It means the enemies that are enemies to us. When you make yourself my enemy, you make yourself an enemy to God. This is why it's a very stupid thing to be an enemy to me. Oh, my God. Would you look at somebody and say, it's unwise to be my enemy. Because that makes you God's enemy. And God has no enemies, so he has no equals, which means you're about to lose your head in this one. Come on here. You're about, you, you, you about to tussle with the wrong one with this one. It's about to go down, but I can tell you, it ain't going to be me going down in this one. It's a crazy thing to be my enemy. Let's go. Be sober-minded. I feel like preaching. Be sober-minded. 
Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, he prowls around. He's like the pink panther. He's like... Do it one more time. Hey. <laughs> Say he prowling. He behind them bushes. He in the parking lot. He's prowling around. What is he doing? Studying you. See, you think nobody sees it but you. But before he attacks, he studies. Let's go. He prowls around studying you like a what? Like a roaring lion. Why is he like a roaring lion? Because he's not a lion. He's an imitator. Well, who's the lion? Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. So he wants you to think he's equal to God. Ah, he wants you to think he got power on that level when he doesn't. This is why many Christians want the devil this, the devil this, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil because he's made them think he got power like God. He doesn't have power like God. You got to get a permission slip to come down my road. I ain't going to be scared of nobody that got to go get permission from their dad. I, I ain't scared. And some of y'all, you're running from people that got to get permission. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. He says, the devil prowls around. He's studying you like a roaring lion to startle you, seeking someone to devour. And what does it mean to devour? He says, look, he got his little, he got his little outfit. He's a little magi magician. Where's, where's his wand at? His wand gone? Wand gone. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go to wand. He got his little wand. He got a little abracadabra. He working his little magic on you. Watch me. He's studying you, so he sees you're lonely now. And if you think you're lonely now, oh yeah, wait until tonight. <laughs> what type of church is this? Let's go. You ready? He's studying. He's like, you're lonely now. I know exactly who needs to call you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. He said, you're lonely now. I know exactly what you need to watch on TV to feel like you're a failure. He said, he said, watch me. He says, you feeling real defeated now. I know exactly the email you need to get right now so that it pushes you over the edge. Y'all ain't gonna talk. You feeling real defeated now. I know exactly the message that you need to get that's gonna make you think that you can't do nothing right. And watch me. It ain't even that that's what they said, but because he studied, studied you, he wants to startle you, so that's what you heard. Ah, you didn't hear what I said. That's not what they said, but because he studied you, he wants to startle you, and so that's what you heard. But let him who stole steal no longer. So he studies you to startle you. He's seeking somebody he can devour. Everybody pay attention. Which means if he's seeking someone, watch me, that ain't everyone. And so when he tries you from this day forward, here's your response. You got the wrong one. I'm almost to the close. I just need you to practice. Go to three people in this building and just tell them, say, you got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. Online, would you type it in the comments? How will I respond to the devil? You got the wrong one today. You got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. Don't bring that over here. Don't start nothing with me. Don't come over here with that. Why? Number five. Number five. You ready? Or excuse me, number six. You ready? Because the devil is disarmed and defeated. He's disarmed and defeated. What he has are devices. What he has are tricks. See, the whole game of being a magician is, is illusion. It's not magic. It's an illusion. It makes you think you see what you didn't see. You're not listening. You ain't listening, Sunday. See, some of y'all, he been punking you your whole life, making you see what wasn't there. See, you keep seeing yourself as ugly, but that's not the truth. I'm going to preach now. You keep seeing yourself as don't nobody want you. That ain't the truth now. You keep seeing yourself as you're not smart enough. That's not the truth. You keep seeing yourself as you always screw up and mess up. But that's not the truth. 
So he's got to work his little magic. It's illusions. It's illusions. So he's got his little magic, got his little top hat on with his little wrinkle cape. You ready? <laughs> little wrinkle cape because, you know, he, he don't do things well. <laughs> and he's just trying to get you to get his little tricks. Get his, get his tricks because tricks are for kids. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. But, but here's, if it's for kids, then why do they keep working on you? It's for kids. Why does it keep working? Why? You already know. See, like, I anticipate certain things. So I had to learn. I had to learn. If the enemy's going to try me, he's going to try me on a Saturday to get me distracted on a Sunday. <laughs> if he's going to try me, he's going to try me on a Sunday to distract me from my assignment on a Sunday. So watch me. So I'm already looking for this mark. I'm like, where are you, where are you at? Punk, where are you at? I'm looking for, on a, listen, on a Wednesday, I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him. After I get a great blessing, I'm like, now where he at? Watch, watch me, watch me. Because I'm looking for him because he's disarmed and defeated. But if I fall for his tricks, I will see him as the lion when he's not. I will see him roaring when he doesn't even have teeth. You running from a denture wearing, no teeth having, Y'all ain't going to say nothing. His mane ain't even real. Listen, he had to go buy from here, Joy. Listen. You ready? And if you have dentures, I don't mean that in a negative way. What I'm saying is, is he doesn't have teeth. He can't even bite. Like, how you going to be, how you going to be scared of an enemy? Hold up. Hi. So, okay, y'all, listen to what I'm saying? Look, look to the neighbor, look to the neighbor and say, don't fall for the tricks no more. Don't fall. You're scared of somebody, watch me, who's disarmed and defeated. Okay, watch the scripture, Colossians 2.15. We're done. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Why does it say them and not him? Because Satan is a title, the adversary. But how many angels were dismissed from heaven? One third, which means you don't just have an adversary, you have adversaries. Ah, and God said, I got all of them. I feel like preaching right through here. God says, I got all of them. And I got all of them together. And I disarmed them. And I took their power. And I made a public spectacle over them. So we ain't just going to say the devil's already defeated. Say this. Say every devil is already defeated. I just need somebody to cup your hands with authority and say, and the enemy's defeated. Come on, say, and the enemy's defeated. And he won't get your health. And he won't get your finances. Why? I'm not giving it to him. And you will not accept a negative doctor's report. And you will not accept a negative report about your family. Say disarmed and defeated. So what did I teach you? That Satan cannot take anything from you unless you give it up. Why? Jesus punked him. Look at Colossians. He disarmed them. So he's like, you don't have any real weapons anymore. He said, Adam gave you some weapons to use. And for years, you had rights to use them. I feel like preaching right through here. See, Adam gave you authority in the earth, in the garden. And for years, you had legal authority to run the earth. That's why Jesus is called the last Adam. Because everything, the first Adam, it ain't the second Adam because there won't be another one. Everything the first Adam gave up, the last Adam, Adam restored and gave back to us. You got to hear me. Which means, pay attention, he said, you had power that Adam gave you. You had, watch me, weapons that Adam gave you. But when I was on that cross, I feel it. Come on, Sunday. But when I was on that cross, you thought you were taking me out. But what you did not know is that you were setting them up because I was about to disarm your power and your authority and I was about to give it back to my people. I wish you slapped somebody high five in the building and put it in the comments and say, you got the power now. Go to a second person and say, you got the power now. Come on, stretch your hands towards me online. You got the power now. You got it now. 
He said, I disarmed. I disarmed. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Come, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I need you to pay attention. He said, when Adam gave you the power, you had power for years. For years you had power. And this is why the scripture says, had Satan known what he was doing, he would have never crucified Jesus. Because he didn't know that he was setting himself up to be disarmed and punked. He didn't know he was setting himself up to get punked. I'm about to prophesy. They thought they were setting you up. They thought they was going to do you dirty. I don't know who this is. They thought taking you to court was going to start something for you. But what they did not know is that they're about to get punked by their own plans. God reversed every scheme, every plot, every wicked desire of every enemy that's ever risen against us. Let it fall on their own head. The ditch they dug for us, let it be for them. The plot they set for us, let it turn on them. The evil they intended for us, let it be on them. Everybody look at me. Everybody stand in the building and online. Everybody stand in the building online. We got to go. In the building and online. Stand. He said, he said, had Satan known what he was doing, he never would have did it. Because he thought, I'm going to kill Jesus and that's it. But what he didn't realize is that in killing Jesus, watch me. First of all, Jesus had to give up his life because he couldn't take his life. But what he didn't realize is that when Jesus was on that cross and he paid the price for sin, he was literally playing right into the prophetic plan. What is the prophetic plan? Can I teach you for just 60 seconds? What's the prophetic plan? Well, the scripture teaches us that um, the sins had to be transferred onto a lamb. The sins had to be transferred onto a lamb, and then the sins would be taken away from the people. Well, G watch me. And it had to be a male lamb that was spotless without blemish, translation sinless. Satan thought, watch me, it was just Jesus, God in a body. And if I kill that body, I can buy myself some more time. He didn't realize that he was fulfilling the prophetic plan because the lamb, the male lamb that was on the cross, watch me, had to be slain. And his blood was then applied at the doorposts of every home and the death angel would have to pass over. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So when the blood was shed, you just got punched, devil, and you bought my eternal life. Let's go. Somebody say, God punked the devil. Say it like you mean it. Say, God punked the devil. Wait, 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 wait. So when he, when he did this, not only did he punk him to give us eternal life, you ready for this part? But when he punked him, this male lamb had to be sacrificed, and the sins of the people were transferred by the high priest onto the male lamb, and it was called the scapegoat. See, the Bible says, had he known what he was doing, he never would have did it. Because all of the sins of humanity were transferred onto Jesus and paid for once and for all. And so, watch me. While we're not sinless, we can sin less. Why? We got a scapegoat. Ah! I wish you'd open up your mouth and say Satan got punked. Say it again. Say Satan got punked. He never would have did it had he known what was going to happen. So watch me. So Jesus, look at me. Can I preach this thing? Give me 60 more seconds. So when Jesus takes his last breath on the cross, this is so good. When he takes his last breath on the cross, what's been transferred to him? The sins, you ready? Of humanity. So he, when he dies, he dies taking on our sin. So what's the penalty? Hell. Listen to me. Satan thought he was going to kill God in the body called Jesus and buy himself some more time. What he didn't anticipate, Colossians teaches us, is that when Jesus takes on the sins of humanity, the penalty is hell. So now you just gave God access. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me and I don't like it. 
you just gave God access to step into hell, which is the realm you've been given authority over, and to do what? Those keys Adam gave you, let me get them up off of you. That authority Adam gave you, let me get that up off of you. Everything Adam forfeited, let me get that up off of you. Somebody shout, he did it. Okay, look at me, look at me. So then, so then, look at me. So then Satan, Satan's given him access to his realm that he's been given authority over. So he takes the keys from Satan that Adam gave up in Genesis. He takes these keys back to then give this authority to us. But then before Jesus leaves, the Bible says that he made a public spectacle of them. So he goes into Satan's realm and says, you thought you were hurting me, bruh, but I just punked you. I just wanted to get access to the realm I gave you authority over. Because the Bible makes it clear when Jesus resurrects, he's not the only one that gets up. But graves are open. Old school church say he preached a revival in hell. Because the graves are open. Because people who died that never heard the gospel got to hear the gospel. And when Jesus got up, everybody got Oh my God, this is so good to me. Please look at your neighbor say, he punked the devil. Please tell him, say, he punked the devil. And then, watch me, watch me. I love our God, because our God, when it was time to go, he said, I got to get up now. Sunday morning's coming. You couldn't kill me. I gave you my life. I punked you. You're disarmed. You're defeated. I took the keys that Adam gave you back. I'm about to give them to them. So whatever they bind on earth will be bound in heaven. But if they loose on earth, I'm about to give them the Lord. Watch me. I just made the gospel accessible to everybody. So everybody you thought you had, when I get up, they're getting up too. I'm about to open up the graves. That's what the Bible says. People saw people that were walking around like ghosts. How is this person alive again? Because when Jesus got access to that realm, he punked the devil and said, I'm going to hold captivity captive. This is too much for a Sunday morning. But then right before he left, right before he left, right before he left, he said one more thing. Everybody say one more thing. Uh-uh, I need you to say this with the Lord. Say one more thing. And this is your shout. Because for some of you, watch me, people have done some things to you. Mm. And they thought they were taking you down. But God in November is about to say, oh, one more thing. Please find the most excited person around you and just elbow them. Say one more thing. One more thing. Come on, here. one more thing. You ready? You ready? He said one more thing. Um, I'm about to have a parade. I'm about to make a public spectacle of you in your own domain. So he essentially takes the enemy, grabs him by the neck. This is my version. He grabs that mark by the neck. And he walks around. And he said, look, y'all, he ain't got no teeth. I taught you that earlier. He ain't got no keys. He ain't got no power. Anything he want to do, he got to ask me. Well, uh, no, you can't do nothing right now. Right now, what we doing is I'm making a public spectacle of you. Because I will not have my people fearing you. I am the Lord. And beside me, there is no other. Watch me. And I told you every knee was going to bow. And I told you every tongue was going to confess. And I told you that everything was going to bow its knee to the presence of the Lord. Lift your hands in the building and online. Say, our God disarmed him and defeated him. First John 3, 8, and we out. Thank you. For this reason, the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So question, somebody that Jesus just punked like that, why in the world? Would you let him offer you some of this genetically modified? This just says bioengineered ingredients, right? That's what it says right here. Which means it's not even edible. It's not even supposed to be consumed by your human. He's serving you up this stuff. You're not good enough. You're a failure. You're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to mess it up. You're going to screw it up. What happens if you move and everything fails? What, what happens 
if this relationship doesn't work out. You should probably fight to make it fit, even though it's not a fit, because you don't want to look like a failure to people. Preach, Bishop. Preach, Bishop. He said, tricks are for kids. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. Let him who stole steal no longer. Bow your heads, close your eyes in this building and online. This one here blessed me real good. The Bible says that we will behold the enemy and we'll say, that's him? This is the one that has created all of this war and mess and junk and drama? If you need to become a Christian for the first time, today's your day. Secondly, if you need to give your life to the Lord and recommit yourself to him, today's your day. Thirdly, you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to show enough, be sure. If that's you, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, slip your hand up in the building online, do the hand with emoji or say it to me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Don't you let the devil punk you. What are you going to tell him? You got the wrong one. Practice. Practice, everybody. You got the wrong one. When he tries you this week, you got the wrong one. Everybody, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure on three. You slip your hand up in the building online. Do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, hands up in this building. Church celebrate. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. I got online ambassadors on every platform watching for you right now. Everybody pray this with me. I don't care if you and Jesus went to school together. Say, Lord, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, we celebrate you. We're shouting for you. Heaven's partying. We're partying. Text Harvest to 55498 or scan the QR code on the screen into the option for salvation. Let me walk you through what to do next. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You know I'm your shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver. You don't have to live in Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America, around the world. You scan the QR code or you text Harvest to 55498. Enter join, the option for join HC, for joining the church. What does that mean? I've identified my shepherd. I know the voice God's assigned me to. And once you identify that voice, it's a spiritual connection. So we don't even have to meet. This thing is spiritual. Um, God connects a sheep to a shepherd. And if I'm your shepherd, come on in. Listen, we're accepting new sheep. And to God be the glory, every day this year we have grown every single day. And to God be the glory for that. I care about what I do as a shepherd. I want the sheep that I lead to do well. I want the people of Harvest to do well. Listen, if you came in late and you weren't able to give earlier, your tithe offering, first fruit, love offering, get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, this is something we do at Harvest Church. We started it in May of 2022 because God told me, son, I'm about to release wealth into the hands of the people of harvest. If you're going to sow to seal, I want you to get that particular seed ready. And here's the seed that we're going to sow. It's right there from the last scripture that we were in. It is 1 John 3, 8. Our seed's 38 today. That's it. Just 38. And all you're simply saying it with this particular seed is this. You're going to call this your seed. Let me see. You got the wrong one. So let's, what is that? Y-G-T-W-O. Y-G-T-W-O. You got the wrong one. That's the seed. Um, because Satan, what you stole, you will not steal again. And how does he steal it? You give it to him. That's my response. You got the wrong one. Practice it. Got the wrong one. If, if doubt tries to show up tomorrow, got the wrong one. If he accuses you and says, well, you screwed up last year, you probably go, got the wrong one. Got the wrong one. Let him who stole steal no longer. How can you give it? Use Cash App. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. I just used text to give. You can text the amount to 84321. Enter Harvest Church. When you see the V, that's where you want to be. You can mail it in the P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that is available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. I love you, Harvest. Thank you so much again for your maturity as we're in this great time of building our team in Atlanta. But guess what? Every Sunday, while we've been doing these inter-services in Atlanta, every Sunday people are getting saved in Denver. Every Sunday people are getting saved online. Every Sunday people are getting saved in Atlanta. Somebody say, it's working for us. Yes, it is. Come on, let's give it to the Lord in the building and online.
Make this declaration with me. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Because I'm a faithful giver, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Let him who stole steal no longer. I will not be punked. Instead, I'm going to punk the punk. Say it with me. Say, I'm going to punk the punk. He won't get me anymore. What worked in the first 10 months will not work in the last ten, two months. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bastards are passing in the world. Let me online. Scan the QR code. And you can certainly give that way. Um, or you want to use an envelope in the building, you can do that. Don't forget, tonight in Atlanta, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. That'll be streaming as well as um, there in the building in Atlanta. We're excited about that. And then, of course, uh, do not forget pop-ups every day. How many of y'all been blessed by the pop-ups? That's awesome. And online, drop a fire in the comments if you've been blessed by the daily pop-ups. Those are awesome. And then, of course, prayer Monday night, 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. What am I doing? Everything I can do to keep you fed, to keep you encouraged. So here's what I need you to do. Share it. Don't sit on it. Share it. Able somebody say, don't sit on this. Share this. Online, I need you to tap that share button right now. Put it on your page. Put it in your Facebook group. Put it in your cats group. <laughs> put it in your dog-loving group on Facebook. Put it in your umbrella-loving group. Whatever. Put it in the group. Share it. It was so awesome. Uh, um, on one of the pop-ups, one of our harvesters that's in Georgia shared it with their whole Zoom class. And they had their whole class watching one of the pop-ups one night. When you share, people get saved. So make sure that you share. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. Okay. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.